0: Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! It's a call that Lydia heard. Find out how in just a moment. seven cities, to whom the Apostle John wrote his well-known letters from the island of Patmos, were in western Asia Minor. Two of them, Sardis and Pergamum, having formerly been capitals of powerful kingdoms, still possess great political prominence in the time of John. The whole area in which the seven churches of Revelation were found is rich in historical memories of the early Christian period, and played a great role in ancient history. Sardis is thought to have been founded around the 2nd millennium B.C. At that time, it was apparently the capital of a small principality situated on the border of the Hittite nation. During the 7th and 6th centuries B.C., the powerful Lydian kingdom, which ruled over more than half of Asia Minor, had its capital at Sardis. In the 2nd century B.C., it was taken over by Rome. For more than four centuries, Rome administered the area as the province of Asia. In 17 AD, it was destroyed by an earthquake, but it was always rebuilt. It was one of the great cities of Western Asia Minor until the later Byzantine period. Over on my left was the main thoroughfare, the main road for Sardis. This is all sidewalk area. Matter of fact, I imagine if you could kick out some of the dirt in this area, there'd be a lot more marble revealed. But up and down this whole thoroughfare were shops. Possibly the the food shops, the the little restaurants, the various things that people sell their wares come from the country, the farms and sell their fruits and the vegetables, maybe even their hand-knit rugs and all the other wonderful things that Turkey's actually known for. Lydia, thank you for coming today.
1: I'm very happy to see you as well.
0: I'm so glad it isn't raining today. We've had so much rain in the Ukraine. This was a blessed meeting. Tell me, uh, where were you born?
1: It's a very nice historical place by the name of
2: Beautiful parks and lots of
0: beautiful places. Tell me a little more about the family, big family, little family.
1: My grandfather had a 10 kids, my mom was 11, and my family, it's only me and my brother.
0: Well, smaller. Tell me a little more about yourself as far as, uh, were the family Christians, or did they not believe, were they communists? <laughs>
1: I learned everything from my grandparents. They showed me how to pray, we went to church together, to a small
2: church. It
1: wasn't an Adventist church. I'm not sure what kind of church it was, but they were with God.
2: My
1: mother was an
2: Adventist.
0: So did you grow up then a Christian yourself?
2: I was educated
1: about Christ until fourth grade because I was put in an orphanage After that, I was separated from Christ because I didn't have anyone to talk about to Christ. My mother was very ill. Back then, a lot of people were getting sick and died. I believe that Christ saved her life. She had a serious brain illness. She was going through with the brain treatments for eight years, and finally they decided to make a surgical procedure. I was in 8th grade at the time.
0: So, you went to the university. Tell me a little more about your university days.
1: I had no help. I work and support myself. I had the opportunity at school to communicate and meet everyone through Ukrainian. And that's a very nice
2: thing. I still
1: keep in touch with my classmates. Everything back then was nice. God bless me with a good job that was easy to keep while I was in school.
2: У меня было все сочетание and учебы и очень я счастлив что эта работа была связана с учебами и мне легко давалось все. Я благодарю за это. I'm very
1: sure that if they knew I was Adventist, they wouldn't have let me attend a college. I knew that I couldn't express myself and I couldn't talk about Christ. I kept Christ in my heart.
0: Praise the Lord that we're not in those times of persecution. Now you and I can be sitting here in a park and talking, and it's wonderful.
2: I
1: thank God every day for this freedom to praise him, to know him, and to believe and follow him. It definitely feels good not to hide. God is very important to me now and everything I do is with Him.
0: This is just one of the capitals of a column like that. You can imagine, look at the size of this, look at how massive those are. This is the temple of Artemis. She was the goddess of fertility. They normally build a temple like this close to the river. They apparently had a a system where they would cut off portions of an animal, drape them over her. After a while she would become very bloody, so once a year they had a ceremony to take her statue down to the river and wash and cleanse that statue for the next season. Interesting God. (laughs) Until you actually get right up to these. You just can't appreciate the size. Makes you wonder exactly how they built these. There's, there's various stories about how they built up sand mounds and then added layer after layer of columns. And then as they took away the sand, they would then chisel and, and do all their ornate design. Whatever it was, they were pretty intelligent. As you can see, many of these column parts are not carved yet. Apparently the reason is they started construction here during the Hellenistic period. It went all the way through into the Roman period, but it was never finished. Excavation of the site began in 1910 by Princeton University. Today some of the equipment used in the first excavation can still be seen. As you can see, AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Not only do we broadcast via shortwave radio, but our signal is on over 1,000 FM and AM stations around the world as well. Our podcast subscribers, internet users, satellite downlinks are growing rapidly, evidenced by the 100,000 plus emails, letters, and phone calls we receive each and every year. Yes, AWR is your mission radio. No walls and no borders. For AWR, that means change lives and change hearts around the world because God is using the airwaves of AWR to reach people everywhere. There are remains of several churches. The Temple of Artemis and most impressive are the partially rebuilt ruins of the Roman gymnasium and the Jewish synagogue. Somewhere between 150 and 250 A.D., this building was remodeled and redesigned from a civic building of the government into a Jewish synagogue. The area behind me, the large labor They speculate that that was used for the washing of hands before prayer or perhaps just a large gathering area. This building holds over a thousand people so it it tells them that this must have been a large Jewish community in the area. Over here apparently these were used to hold the Torah. The artwork here is tremendous on the walls, on the floors, everywhere, the mosaics, the tiles, everything are just tremendous. At the front of the synagogue we find this table, immediately behind were the areas for the elders to sit. What I really wanted to call your attention to though, is this eagle, one on each side of the table. A Roman eagle clutching dual thunderbolts. The discovery of the Sardis synagogue has changed the perception about Judaism in the later Roman Empire. It is now known that the Jewish communities were still a vital part of the Roman imperial civic life. However, most Jewish communities at this time were overshadowed by the new Christian religion. These marble slabs were originally used by the pagans, had pagan symbols, pagan writing. But notice the cross is superimposed over the top of them. It's believed that this was then used as a baptistry. After the university, what did
2: you do?
1: I did go to church, but I did go to the wrong church for about a year. This all had a lot to do with my husband passing away. I was going through a lot of stressful moments.
2: At that
1: time, I didn't pay attention to the different churches. I thank God every day for sending special people into my life that helped me get through this tough time. I happened to read the newspaper and notice Voice of Hope and their Bible study assignment that were offered. I know that God wants me to study the Bible, and he's continuously opening up to me. Thanks to Christ, I found his truth and his destiny.
2: Well,
0: this is exciting. Tell me more.
2: The
1: first I ever saw the Bible, God says, if you love me, fulfill my commandments.
0: How did that text in John affect your life and your practice?:
2: Yeah: I have
1: failed to fulfill the fourth commandment.
2: and I can't feel this
1: troubling me till this day: I thank God for his love and patience. He has been waiting for me to correct my ways. When I read the scripture, I have realized that we are here, destined to fulfill the good ways and like our Christ. I own him myself for taking me and keeping me away from the wicked lies. At first, i didn't know what i was doing but later i opened up repented and accepted christ when i was baptized
2: and i thank god i will
1: never give up
2: and i will never leave this path and i will always believe his commandments
0: so you started to attend church then Yes,
1: I went right away. I enjoy the support that we offer for others. We pray for others that Christ would heal, help, and support them. I receive a great joy and happiness that I have the ability to ask Christ to support their health and their healing. I thank God for this joy and happiness, and I pray that he will give me ability to help and heal others as well.
0: The Roman gymnasium was an important part of life. The ancients believed that the human body was a thing of beauty and should be displayed and exercised regularly. I don't know if you can figure out where I'm standing right now, but it's actually in the Roman bathroom. They had tremendous ingenuity. This is four spots here, and they actually used their slaves to sit down and warm the stone before the Romans would sit here. A whole sewer system caught everything and washed it all out into the drainage system tremendous ingenuity. Here in the ancient city of Sardis, I was thinking and contemplating about the lives of the people who lived here, especially the lives of the Christians. I sometimes forget as I read my Bible and think about these people that they had real lives, everyday lives, like you and I have everyday lives. They had to work, they had to eat, they had to sleep, and they had to survive among a a culture that that didn't believe like they did. They sacrificed humans, They, they looked to gods of sun and moon and stars and all the other things. The people in Sardis had a faith in Jesus Christ but at some point many of them left that faith but there were those who stayed faithful there were those that held on to the message of Jesus Christ Jesus pointed them to a life hereafter and this was a life that they wanted to have here in this massive gymnasium the people had fun and games and frivolity oh they may have believed someone in health but especially the Greeks they they loved a good game. It exhibited by this massive structure. They loved the beauty of the eye, the beauty of the senses. And these were some of the things that the Christians had to struggle against here in Sardis.
3: One of the favorite things people like about AWR is its stories. We have stories from all over the world. Some of them involve danger. Many of them involve miracles of God, but certainly all of them involve the miracle of changed lives. I've written a little book of some of the favorite stories. In the face of death, another, radios given by angels, coming to Christ in a Muslim country. These and many other stories
1: it's simple, just log on to www.awr.org storybook and you can download your free PDF version of stories from places where missionaries cannot go. Do it now so you and your family can immediately enjoy these incredible testimonies of changed lives from around the world. So don't wait, log on now to www.awr.org slash storybook.
0: To the untrained eye, this site really doesn't look like much, except perhaps for the cross on the wall over there, telling us that maybe there was a church here. Indeed, the archaeologists tell us there are two churches. Perhaps what the words of Jesus when he said, gather up all the fragments and nothing be lost, applies here, because an earthquake or something else may have destroyed the first church. They gathered up all those fragments, added to it, and built another church on top of it. Who knows, one of these days they might find the actual church of Revelation. In Revelation 3, verses 1 through 6, John speaks of the church of Sardis. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Now wake up! Strengthen that little remains, for even what is left is at the point of death. Your deeds are far from right in the sight of God. Go back to what you heard and believe at first. Hold to it firmly and turn to me again. Unless you do, I will come upon you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief." Yet even in Sardis there are some who have not soiled their garments with evil deeds. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. What a message for all of us. Wake up, wake up, the time is at hand when everyone will come before the judgment seat of God. Turn again to what you once knew to be true. Turn again to the faith you once possessed. This was the very message God continued to whisper to Lydia. She had wandered far from her faith, but one day she heard God calling her back, and she did indeed wake up. You did things a little different than many of our listeners. You first did our Bible studies, and then you said you listened to the radio. Tell me, how did that work out? I really
1: wanted to be familiar with the word, and so I studied newspaper and magazines. I didn't enjoy listening to the radio nor did I watch the television? It just didn't feel right being connected that way with the rest of the world. But I'm really happy that Voice of the Hope wrote to me and gave me opportunity to listen to Voice
2: of Hope.
1: I wanted to tell everyone at church and to my sisters, I want everyone to listen because it's very interesting.
2: When listening to this, I would definitely say that there is a seed
1: planted
0: in the
2: heart.
0: You seem like you're like every one of our AWR listeners. As soon as you hear it, you want to share the programs with others. You want to make waves to everybody else.
2: Yes,
1: I was always around other people at the foster home and even now, I tell people about it, and after a while, they want my presence. They thirst for it, and I love that feeling that someone else needs me.
0: There are people that are going to watch the two of us talking today, and they may realize there's something missing in their lives. What would you tell them is missing?
1: I want to say that God is with us today, and He was there in my past. I have a lot of friends all over the country, and when they hear my voice, I hope that they come to Christ. I really want them to hear me testify, and I hope that they all come to Christ and my relatives as well. I want them to have a future with Christ. I want them to live an eternal life. I love them all. And I love God because He unites
2: us all.
1: I know that He will find them when they are lost.
0: You said it wonderfully. Thank you so much
3: for coming today. We appreciate it.
1: I thank God for you guys.
3: In our story today, we saw the experience of Lydia. Her mother was an Adventist, but she only lived with her mother a relatively short time. But even that short time made an imprint upon her mind. Then came the long days of communist atheism. It was a dark period for her soul. But then the time of change began. And as communism was fading, she learned about the Bible Correspondence Course offered by The Voice of Hope. When she began to study that Bible course, she had two kinds of reactions. One reaction was, hey, I've heard some of these things before. I remember that my mother talked about Jesus who saves us and the second coming of Jesus and how she went to church on the Sabbath. And so she felt happy about that But on the other hand, she felt a different kind of feeling. She realized that in her life, she wasn't keeping God's will. And so she felt guilty and she felt like she should make a change. From her study of the Bible lessons, one key text stood out. It was John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. In one sense, she felt bad because she hadn't been keeping God's commandments. On the other hand, when she remembered that Jesus had saved her, she wanted to keep the commandments because she loved Jesus. Well, it wasn't long before Lydia discovered an Adventist church in her neighborhood. And when she began to attend that church, somehow she just felt like she was at home. She had returned to her roots. I'm standing here in the area of where uh, the city of Sardis once stood and there was a letter written in the book of Revelation to the city of Sardis. There are some differences between Lydia's story and the experience of the people here in Sardis. In Sardis the people were known to be Christians but the message to them was wake up because you're essentially dead. In Lydia's case She was involved in circumstances beyond her control that kept her from learning more about God. But finally, Lydia took the advice. She has returned to the fold of Jesus Christ. And that's how God wants us to be. Whether we're in the church or outside of the church, He wants us to come back to Him. Won't you help AWR lead many, many more people to find Jesus Christ and return to the fold? so that we can be with Him when He comes.
0: AWR is touching the lives of people all around the world for Jesus Christ. If you'd like to partner with us, please give us a call, 1-866-503-3531 or write us at 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904 or log on to www.awr.org. Thank you for watching and please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure because around the world, AWR is making waves.